You're listening to Father Lead. Coronavirus! I think it sucks! Why? I can't do shit! <laughs> Here's Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. And welcome into Father Lead Season 2, Episode 21. Timothy Martin here with Connor Bunn. We're starting about 20 minutes late because Connor's been trying to get his bracket together. Been trying to get my bracket <laughs> together. I've messed this up in just about every way possible. Um, I thought we had a cool open this week. Uh, that's courtesy of Andrew from All Gas No Breaks. COVID. Uh, screw, COVID. Screw coronavirus. Or, yeah, coronavirus. Uh, uh, all right. Um, well, the playoffs are set. We're obviously going to dive into that. we got a huge show because – uh, so much to talk about from the drama at Daytona and a lot of NASCAR news to get to as well. Don't forget, follow us on our socials, uh, Twitter at For The Lead, Instagram at For The Lead, and uh, you can follow our um, you can follow our personal socials at Connor Bunn, oh. what, underscore? No, it's just Connor Bunn, double underscore. Double underscore, and then Timothy underscore Ray underscore Martin. So, follow us there. And see uh, kind of what happens behind the scenes. Um, in our in personal, normal, just a normal life. In our personal lives. A deep dive into, not really a deep dive, but just who we are aside from the podcast. Right. Uh, so Potomac Mills, we went, we took a road trip this weekend, first one since February, and I will say it did, it did feel a little bit weird to travel outside of. This box of Roanoke. That what was it, like a three-and-a-half-hour drive, I guess? or Didn't even feel like that, like that yeah. honestly. It um, felt like maybe two. Yeah, felt like a shorter road trip than going to Charlotte. But uh, we don't go north often. Really. so I thought it felt long. Of course, you didn't do any driving. so No, <laughs> I wasn't asked to do any driving. I would have done more driving. <laughs> now, you, now you tell me. You know, now that I have a car. Um, oh, now, oh, you would have offered your car, too. I now, would not have offered my car. but Wouldn't I would have offered his car. I would have offered my driving skills. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. So got some. I got some uh, Christmas presents to wrap. Oh man, Christmas shopping starts probably around this time last year. If you're a loyal listener, if you go back and listen to our archived episodes, around this time last year, Timothy probably had about 15 things wrapped under his tree, which was already up. Uh, I came over here probably an hour ago, and there's still no tree up. And I know to say and that you're lagging behind. This is, is like the year to put the tree up because what else could go wrong this year? Right. Because and I, it's like, you know, you need something to make you happy after all the misery. Right. I mean, I remember sitting in the living room on your birthday, which is October 5th, and you already had your tree up lit and presents under the tree. And there's probably no weirder feeling than sitting in Christmas when you got Halloween still on the horizon. Granted, well, Halloween is probably not going to be a thing this year. This no year, Halloween this year. unfortunate. I mean, I'm sure people will, will make the most of it. Oh, they'll, yeah, they'll be, they'll be stuff. All going, the college but. towns. Well, speaking of college towns, you know how many positive COVID cases JMU has? Do you know? 400. Do you know that, like, Radford is on the New York Times top 10 list for, like, most infectious cities? That is not, that is not surprising and at all. And they've pushed schools going back, like, two weeks. <clears throat> uh, they were supposed to go back, like, I don't know, today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were up there at Potomac Mills and, uh, you know, actually, like, got a lot of great stuff and... Normally we both did, but good, good outlet mall. That that was a good outlet. Yeah, mall. and the weird thing because this was like the first I haven't been to like Valley View Mall, which is the mall that's in Roanoke since before COVID. I mean, I'd normally hardly even go over there anymore. Yeah. Um, but so I had not been in a mall, kind of post COVID. Yeah, and it's like you know everybody wearing their masks in the lines. <laughs> people were people wearing uh 
Like I walked in and we were we were not a hundred feet into the mall, and then we cut the corner and I see a shirt that says "Straight Out of Quarantine." Somebody wearing it, and it's like, oh my goodness! Like people were wearing COVID shirts, and then we we ate at Cheesecake Factory uh, Saturday too, and then somebody walked in and had like a uh, COVID twenty twenty Doomsday Tactical Survival shirt on or whatever, and I'm like, people are really making the absolute most of what's going on but you know i was trying to think in the mall i don't remember seeing anybody without a mask no do you i don't know which is surprising maybe little kids yeah maybe little kids but i don't remember just seeing anybody like that didn't have a mask on because every every normal now you just don't even yeah every every place i mean you're not going anywhere without it right i mean Uh, and i got one of those new ones that just goes around your neck that i can just i'm never going to put it down because it'll always be around my neck and then the lines like you got to stand in this line to get in the store yeah well which was only one store i mean we stood in line at yeah, I mean, we well, stood in line yeah. at Under Armour for like five seconds, yeah, and, then and then you ended up going in there. No, yeah, and then Nike had a really long line, but it went really, really quick. It I went mean, really quick, and then there was nothing was nothing to, to, to look for, and that was probably the worst Nike outlet I've ever been really? in. Really? They didn't have anything. I mean, they had like... Yeah, I'm not a big Nike shopper, so you'd know more than, than I would. Well, I'm just judging it based off the Nikes we've been in in Vegas and uh, Chicago and, and uh, New York. Which, granted, those are obviously bigger cities than Potomac Mills, but uh, they didn't have anything. No shorts, no socks, no compression shorts, nothing. Just like a bunch of polos and a lot of shoes on the you rack. You got some good stuff, though. I did get some good stuff, yeah. Definitely not dis- not disappointed. I hit my two favorite stretch. stores, North Face and Abercrombie. North Face and Abercrombie both so, came out with Yep, I got, with, with come ups. I ha- I've got one North Face shirt that's already my favorite that is not wrapped. That's, I'm that wearing not, that I've yeah, not stopped wearing for the last three days. It's the same outfit that you're wearing when we left the hotel yeah. yesterday at 8 a.m. I'm not convinced Timothy Martin has changed, which is fitting because... Well, I did play golf yesterday, so I have changed. Uh, you probably just threw it over it. <laughs> just threw it over the shirt. If I could wear t-shirts to the golf course, I would have wore this t-shirt. Yeah, it's a shame that you can't. You should be able to wear relaxed clothes. To yeah, the but golf you can court. wear like uh, tennis. I'm gonna try to get you into tennis, so you can wear like t-shirts when you're playing tennis. I have to take my uh, my skills from Roger Federer. Isn't that a tennis player? Serena that is Williams. a tennis player. That is a tennis player. So that's pretty. Look at you. That. Uh, uh, yeah. So then on the way home, we watched uh, the F1 race. All the did way watch home. the F1 race. That one. Really you know, quick. that's kind of like a staple now for at least me on Sundays. I like to get I forget up. about it. Yeah, because they're early. You need to remind me. They're early. They're at like 9 a.m., but it's cool to wake up on Sundays and watch the F1 races on ESPN, and then a few hours after that, you got the cup race. Obviously, we've both taken more of a vested interest in F1. Lewis yeah, we Hamilton. watched that documentary yeah, together, which I which was like am tempted to go back and yeah, it's two seasons, which I'm tempted to go back and just watch again, just yeah, because for, for I've done that. I mean, I do that a lot because my memory's horrible, so yeah. I'll go back and watch movies that I've completely forgot about. Right, but anybody, or I mean, anyways. Lewis Hamilton's my guy in F one. People's like, ah, oh, bandwagon. But I've Lewis Hamilton. Dude, Why is he your 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 guy? Because I've like, always. What is the appeal about him? Is it the tattoos? No, it's the first time I ever heard of an F one driver's name was the twenty fifteen Homestead race. Lewis Hamilton mm. was there to watch Jeff Gordon. They said F one right. driver Lewis Hamilton. You are right. And I was like, he looks pretty cool. And then I always heard his name, and I researched him, and it just so happens to be he's the greatest. In my opinion, he's the greatest race car driver of all time. Well, you he's don't becoming know the Michael greatest. Schumacher. I don't know Michael Schumacher, but Lewis Hamilton knows Michael Schumacher, and he's quickly approaching all of his achievements and passing him up 
at the age that he is. This year he's going for a seventh championship. He's it's like he's only getting better with time. Um, so yeah, Lewis Hamilton is my guy. But there is also a couple guys in F1 that I like too. Pierre Gasly. See, you know um, their names a lot better than I. I don't know a lot of their names. I know I like uh, Daniel Ricardo. Ricardo, yeah, he's a cool one. But there's We're, another one that I like, and I can't put my head my I can't Leclerc Charles Leclerc Ferrari maybe I don't know I know a lot of documentary and he got a good ride there he finally got a good ride he's kind of waiting in the wings with a lesser team and then he finally moved I mean that's what Leclerc did I think that might be so yeah he's he's a good one see Um, I can't stand Max Verstappen can't stand I like Verstappen people say he's the equivalent to Kyle Busch in F1 which yeah, driving style is kind of hard to tell, but I mean the way they act, they kind of carry the same personality. So I do like Verstappen, but I like um, his teammate, Alex Albon. Yeah, Albon's cool too. So I was telling you the other day in the car that I almost wish I would have bought F1 2020 instead of. Well, I went NASCAR to look at 5. that today because I was so, going to look at that to see if it I wonder what the pricings are F1 games yeah. compared to well, NASCAR I, games. I mean, I bought the F1 game. Yeah, but did you buy? It? You didn't buy it like. I don't remember. I think it was like thirty bucks or something. Oh, that's not um, bad. No, I, I mean it's gonna it's gonna be probably fifty or less. Yeah, or, probably. You know, it could be fifty nine. It seems if like it just every, came out. It could be fifty nine. Yeah, it seems like everything F one is jacked up. Merching <laughs> merchandise. You're yeah, you were looking at well, and then there was um, where were we at? We were at what I don't know. Store I can't remember the name of that store. All no. And I, I was like, know. you didn't even want to go in there, but they had some pretty good stuff. They did. I, I ended, ended up getting. Some, you I ended, ended up getting a few things from that. I store. got a hat from there. Um. And some other stuff, yeah. Some other stuff, but I was looking at a uh, kind of like a – it wasn't an F1 shirt, but it, it looked like very sporty. It was like a BMW Motorsport shirt, and it was like 50 bucks. 60 bucks. I was like, yeah. man, man. Well, and you said the Ricardo hoodies are like Yeah, Daniel Ricardo hoodies are like $80. Mm. One of his T-shirts like 40 So, but those I got an Abercrombie hoodie for like 10 bucks. You got a free – what? I got a free – yeah, whatever whatever it was that was free. I went into Vans, and I got uh, a, a free t- winter hat. T-shirt and a beanie. And it was twenty bucks, and both of those items were twenty bucks alone. So deal on that. Um, that might have been the deal of the weekend. I don't know, but well, anyways. No, no, no. And speaking of winter hats, today's a pretty oh big, today's a pretty big day. Um, because what have I been doing for like the last two years? Losing hair over this winter hat that you've lost. Like I had my favorite winter hat that was like a winter hat I've had for like probably fifteen years, if not more. If not more, and I've you know I've. It's an American Eagle one, and it's, like, blue and, like, gray striped, and it fits over your ears. And I had it when I moved in here. You know, have you ever seen it? me wear it? Yeah, during the snowstorm. Did That's you, the last time I saw it. Did you steal it? it. During that snowstorm, it. did you steal it? Did, it? did I wear hats back then? No, but you could have nope. just stole it to make me mad. Why would I do that? I would have given it back. No, I don't know that you would have. And so, like, I've been in search of that hat for two years, it feels like, or a year and a half. And I've searched the whole house. I mean, literally, I've turned the house inside out. I saw somebody actually walking down our neighborhood last year wearing that exact winter hat. You and snatched I it. almost stopped and asked, like, where did you get Where'd that? Where'd you find that? It's my hat. Um, I have no idea where it is. I have a theory. I'm not going to mention another theory that I have as to where it is. I'm not going to say that on, on, on here. Yeah, but today, it was discovered online, and I ordered it. For and cheap, too like 5.99 wow and i am like so excited that like totally made my day well i'm glad you found your desired hat just in time for the winter winter months to roll around don't lose it this time (laughs) so i feel like you left it in the 
I feel like he left it in Chicago, but I think that's very possible. I think because I'm. Did I have sh- it when we went to Chicago? I'm pretty sure you did. Really? I think you did. And I think that's very possible. It could have been left in the in the hotel. Yeah. And I think you might be you might be right. It could have been left at a restaurant or something. I think you yeah. you might be very right about that. Yeah. Quickly before we Ooh. dive into the NASCAR notes, we want to give a quick shout out to our our good buddy and avid listener for the lead, Dakota Rutledge, who had the time of his life down in Daytona this past weekend, went down there with one eye, was wearing a eye patch. Can't necessarily say what all he got into. Um, that's for that's very disclosed information. But he had the time of, time of his life, which just trickled into an amazing NASCAR weekend. So just want to give a shout-out to our good friend and listener always supporting the show, Dakota Rutledge. So, uh, yeah, let's dive into these NASCAR notes. Yeah, so, I mean, today Stuart Haas said... Oh, this is stupid. <laughs> stupid. We're we're not changing. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> this is stupid. Pretty much, our driver lineup is set. We like everybody. They work so well together. Everybody's gelling. We like we like having Kevin Harvick and three other test cars. So Clint Boyer looks said. like he's staying. Eric Amarola, he's staying. Of course, Custer's staying. Um, wow. What do you think about that? Uh, dumb. I mean, when you got guys like, like, uh, let me see you tell Tony Stewart to his face that is dumb. I don't know. See if he don't see if he don't deck you right right between your eyes. I don't know if I want to end up killed. But when you got someone like Chase Briscoe in the wings, obviously lined up to take a Stuart Haas ride, why wouldn't uh, realistically what is what is Boyer and Almarola providing you? Not wins. I mean they they've both gotten in the playoffs whoopee, but guess what? They're not gonna go deep. And that's a pretty much guarantee. The last three years it's been Harvick and three other test cars. I'm, I just don't understand the move by, I don't know if this is a Ford move, a sponsorship move, or uh, yeah, just Stuart Haas move. It would be great. But to I don't like it. I, I mean, you, at least in my opinion, but if I, you're not going to get rid of both, you got to get rid of one. I think next year is going to be Boyer's last year, though. Definitely. I mean, and everybody thought it was I think maybe going to be this if year. If Amarola doesn't win some races next year, it's going to be his last year. Yeah, I mean, how, it I mean, should be. I mean, Sure, you make the playoffs every year. You got to win races. I mean, what's the point of just keeping a driver and paying a driver? They're not going to win. So they're I mean, bringing in a sponsorship well, dollar. I mean, well, geez. you know what that tells me is that tells me that Tony Stewart unable to get Ford to sign on with Kyle Larson. So does that put this Larson in the forty-eight? That would leave him the only competitive ride. We know Larson's not going to come back and step in the thirty-two. And I mean, what other driver now is is is? I mean, what other driver? Can you say? I mean, I mean, who? What other driver out there is now like a favorite other than Larson? Well, you look at the ones on the market. Eric Jones has been on the market for other than Eric a, Jones. Yeah, but he's he's been on the market for almost a month now. If Hendrick really wanted him, yeah. you'd think they'd sign him. But he just got a new Toyota truck. So he's got think a new Toyota truck. Um, they had the opportunity to go snag Keselowski, pushed out on happen. that. So I mean, you got to think. You know the way all the checkers are are flaw are falling. Kyle Larson is lined up to be in the forty eight. Because I mean, what else? Who was who was Hendrick waiting on at this point? Their best option is out there with Eric Jones. I mean, who else? Right now, if you take the pool of free agents, well, I think their best option is Kyle Larson. Well, it's it's Kyle. Take Kyle Larson out of it. If Kyle Larson was unsignable, if Chevy didn't want to sign on, they're. I mean, if you look at the list of free agents, who's their best option? Eric Jones. I mean, they don't want to. I don't think Hendrick wants to sign like a a, a vet and a rookie because I think if that were the case, then Noah Gregson, who teased us all on social media this past week, would have already signed with Hendrick. So, yeah, 
I think it's all lining up for Larson to the 48, which I am ecstatic on. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm pretty excited about that, too. Um, I just don't want him to come in there and, like, take all Chase's wins. And, lit and light yeah, up the place. Yeah, see, I don't want that to happen. Well, I saw a tweet this morning that was really funny, and it was like, if somebody could get Kyle Larson a horse for the Kentucky Derby this coming up Saturday, he'll probably win oh, that, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, I saw um, that. Man, he's he's killing it. Yeah. Well, and, and the other some other NASCAR news from Petty, uh, they are, according to their, I guess, GM or whoever he is, they are nearing an announcement uh, that is going to take them to the next level. And everything is lining up. And then they did the hashtag with the tweet or whatever post it was. Return hashtag of Return the King. of the King. Now, would you really... They putting Petty I mean, back in a ride? That that seems to be getting a little bit ahead of yourself. I mean, Return of the King. Well, you're taking a big, a big bet on yourself. Yeah. I, I mean, mean Bubba's, like, Bubba's already betting on himself a lot. Yeah. By passing up the 42. Granted, they didn't offer him the most amount of money well and that hasn't i guess not officially that is not officially passed up he's not officially yet. but but it sounds what, like everything's lining up that he's yeah, staying there. i mean he's bringing he's bringing sponsorships on but and they also every, said the owner another un, another owner from the music industry the music industry yes interesting i mean that's what the that's i haven't what heard the, any that's what any the message names in the said music industry. Yeah, obviously last week the, we heard michael jordan denny yeah. hamlin I'm not sure. I think how the Denny Hamlin thing could be legit. I don't think the Michael Jordan thing is is that that realistic. Maybe. See, but I'm I think on the it flip could side. be Hamlin and I think I think else. Jordan would be more realistic than Hamlin right now. Because is it even possible well, I it was for be both? If it was going to be either. Yeah, it would, it would be a joint thing. But I think majority ownership or majority partnership would be in the hands of Jordan. Because is it is it even possible for a, a driver to own another team while? Have part um, ownership in other. Oh, do you not remember Dale Earnhardt? <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> in modern in modern day age, like, is that even possible? Yes, that is. That oh. is, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I I didn't know if NASCAR yeah. changed their. No, no, yeah, okay. absolutely, that's possible. All so right. I mean, Denny Hamlin could start a whole team, and, and well, then maybe. I mean, he did post on his story yeah, last week. Totally I did see possible. it was him dressed up in a polo, and he said, "Big day today." So I assume some meetings are going on in the back end. Uh, weird timing though, because Denny Hamlin is in the part of his career where he's coming off back-to-back seasons. Obviously, last season was really good. This season, his best career to date, in my opinion. Uh, interesting that he's working on deals in the back end to become a minority slash majority owner. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, so oh, looking uh, like potentially a, a a move to Toyota as well, potentially for the the king. Which Bubba in a Toyota again? That could be. I mean, but the yeah, question—the well, question is—is is Joe Gibbs Racing going to chew up Richard Petty Motorsports and spit them out to the wolves? Is that what you think they do? Well, I think that's what they did. Because I don't. I don't goes, think that's what they did with uh, with Levine. I think that goes to what Bob was on Twitter about. Is that right? Yes, and we'll, we'll get to that. But I, I think with Furniture Row, absolutely. Barney Visser was losing funding dollars, and Joe Gibbs uh, up the price in rent. That was kind of a dirty deal on the Gibbs end, especially for somebody who was losing sponsorship dollars. So, yes, I did think they screwed him out of that deal, but they were also getting their their ass handed to by Furniture Row every weekend. That part of 2017 and 2018, Furniture Row was consistently – I mean, Truex was on a tear. So, I mean, Joe Gibbs had to raise the rent. He's like, we're not going to keep, you know, giving equipment to this other team that's going to outrun us. Um, and out of it, they got Truex and Colpern in-house to – um, I don't think it's it's definitely not what I think has happened with Levine. I think amidst the pandemic, if it never happened, Levine would be 
you know, part of the sport in 2021, be competitive. Uh, better than well, we and we'll just—I mean, we're talking about Levine, so you might as well mention what he's talking about on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's—he's—I think one tweet I saw was responding, and he's very upset that you know NASCAR has not even yeah, reached but out to him or acknowledged he did, him shutting the team down. He did follow it up though with another tweet. He—he he did say that in the first five years of being them being a part of the sport, they didn't NASCAR didn't speak to them. They didn't speak to NASCAR since the announcing of their closing. Bob did follow up with the tweet saying that it was no knock on Joe Gibbs that, right yeah that, that they have had executives teams and but you know people have reached out but they're going out essentially as they came in yeah but I mean five years as a car owner and I mean you've got Toyota backing and you're you know you got drivers like Casey Kane and Matt DiBenedetto almost winning races and now Christopher Bell and you've never had a single conversation well with you look at the first five years there with Ford driver with David Starr and then Michael McDowell. That's before they had their partnership. And then it wasn't really until 2018 where they turned the page and went to Chevy and got Casey Kane. That was their big cash grab with getting Casey Kane. I think if you look, Bob Levine is an outspoken owner, and he's going to say whatever he wants. I don't know that that fits in with the NASCAR mindset today. It, it would have back in the 70s and 80s and 90s. And you don't see somebody like Gibbs and you don't see somebody like Hendrick having a presence and, and, and saying stuff like, like Bob says on Twitter. Don't get me wrong. I think most I love of the stuff it. he says is great. I love it. I just don't think it's a I don't think it's a appealing to NASCAR no, execs. It's not but they but because the, it's this, more about uh it's yeah they're totally different executives than than the good old boy days and, well, and, because and you get called into Bill France Senior's office. Rick Hendrick and office. Joe Gibbs if they had Twitters they wouldn't even be the ones running it. Right. You know, Bob's sending this straight out from his phone. Um but at this point, you know, what does he have does he have to lose i mean he's he's not he's not a contributor financially to the sport anymore he so he could spill all nascar's yeah, dirt if he wanted could. to do um, it bob come on on the podcast so yeah come on bob we'll have you back on which sucks man because I, I mean he bob had Levine, big expectations when, when we, we talked to him he, he, he laid out he laid out plans for us i mean he i mean yeah it was so, so it's 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 certainly a shame um <laughs> some other big news uh we got some drivers coming back. Greg Biffle, obviously, yeah. coming back at Darlington. And then Trevor, Trevor Bain, Bain is back. Both in GMS trucks. Happy birthday, Trevor Bain. Is is the coffee old. company sponsoring the truck? That would be cool. Is that happening? I don't know. I don't think it, so. Is he driving? What? Isn't He's driving it, a GMS truck. Is it a throwback? I don't know. See, he should have drove the 21, the 21. throwback from what GMS. And then yeah, they have that would have been Smith. awesome. I don't know. GMS has five trucks. I believe Biffle's in the 24 I don't know what other. I'm pulling for Trevor Bain. I hope he wins the race. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I don't know who to pull awesome. for, Biffle or, or – Well, Biffle's or, got his win. You know? Yeah, he does have his so win. So, I think it would be awesome for Trevor Bain Trevor Bain to be. win. Could so this the, be his gateway back into oh, the sport? Trevor Bain to the 48. <sighs> Wins the wow. Darlington, goes to the 48. Wow. Maybe if his career would have gone down the right path mm. and you not would have signed with, with Roush Fenway and, uh. and stuff, maybe, but – and then, uh, who knows? Uh, I guess today was a big day for you as uh, Kyle Busch released his Darlington paint scheme. I'm disappointed. I don't like it. I don't yeah, like it's it. Kinda, it's it's the. I don't even think it looks like Elliot Sadler's car. No, it's it's the regular M&M scheme with just a little bit more brown and a different number font. Which number font? Cool, whatever. But I, Ken Schrader's M&M throwback would have been be, a whole hell of a lot better. That, I mean, Ken Ken had maybe a bunch he'll of wait till their fans in the stands next year to do. Well, it's that, or, possibly. Or a I mean, crowd. Or, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I don't know. Hey, but this whatever. whole year, I mean, you talk about the other ones, um, you know, Christopher Bell's throwing back to himself. Throwing back to himself. His truck, I don't like it either. Do you want to see, I, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but this is my favorite one, and it's Chad Fincham. 
Look at that. Xfinity. Uh, the Dan Marino car. Wow. Throwing back to <laughs> what was the top one? What was the sponsor for? Uh, that was First Plus. First, and Jerry first Plus Nadeau. And Bill Elliott owned part of that car. Wow. That is huh. That is my That's interesting. You don't like Chase one. Elliott's one? Well, his, his is Jimmy. Yeah, you don't like it? Did I say that? I don't, I don't know, know if it's my favorite. I mean, oh. but I like I've really liked that when I saw it because I can that's remember cool. that car being on the track and that's well cool. drivel like drove horrible, but yeah. Um I mean, so that's one of the cool ones that I've seen. But and then, you know, so Kyle's got his and then some other drivers, yeah, throw Denny back released themselves. his. Like, I actually like Denny's. I like Denny's uh, too. So a lot of people don't like it. No, I like uh, it. but I like it. Martin Truex one's boring, same one as last year. How do you what? Um Eric Jones, boring. Apparently it's Tony Stewart throwback, but the colors are not even the same. The scheme doesn't look more the same. Yeah, see, just, I, I don't, I don't understand. In this day and age, where, where they can they can fine tune those graphics to a T in terms yeah. of the paint schemes, why they some of them can't do a better job of, of matching it up exactly? Has Keselowski come out with one? No, I don't believe so. Has Blaney come out with one? Yes, Blaney's doing the Palmanar. Palmanar. What about Logano? Logano, he has he has come out with his. Um, let me look up Logano. I feel like you're like I feel like Logano's is like a nod to maybe uh, Bobby Allison. And somebody is doing a. I could be very wrong on that. Red so car. Not. I feel like it was. Oh, and somebody and somebody else. I don't know if this is Xfinity. They're doing a Michael Waltrip twenty one Sitco throwback, but it's just a red car basically. What? Uh, when he drove the red Sitco car. Do I have Logano blocked on Instagram or something? You might. What's Bubba's? I mean, normally, isn't it like a petty throwback or something? I haven't seen Bubba's throwback. I don't know if I've seen it. So this is Logano's. Oh, yeah. And See, I, I think Bubba should do. throw back to that. Oh, I, I like that. I think Bubba should do a throwback to John Andretti. That would be. Who passed did he, away. Andretti. Did he back to Andre- no, he threw back to Petty. Adam Petty last yeah, year. Yeah, I think yeah. he should do. That's right. I think he should do a throwback to John Andretti. And he yeah. drove that car and won that one and won at Martinsville in that car. So I think that yeah. would be fitting. Be very fitting this year since um, John passed away. But. Yeah, exactly. So you look at Daytona numbers before we dive into this dramatic playoff race. Pretty good. Uh, we talked last year about the ratings were pretty bad for the Dover races. Four million viewers for Daytona. That's. Um, it, it was really so, a win win. Because if you look at it. Uh, Move, shifting these two races around, Indy and Daytona, both of their numbers went up. I mean, Indy, the day after the 4th of July, was up in the 4 million viewer range. Uh, yeah, so NBC broadcasts are up 2% from last year. Which is really good. Um, um, but, you now, know, so so great great turnout for Daytona. That's a lot of viewers who saw a really, really exciting race <laughs> that we're going to talk about. But before they, they had the cup race, obviously it was the Xfinity race. That was exciting Which as well. I missed. You did miss. I watched that. And that was um, who does Chastain drive for? What what's Colleg? Colleg. So you know it was basically a Colleg domination. You know the JR Motorsports cars, Junior Motorsports, they got taken out. A lot of cars got taken out in wrecks. AJ Allmendinger pretty much dominated. And Colleg the has dominated like lap. the last three or four like restrictor. So you got super speedway races. You got um, AJ leading on the last lap. You got Chastain in second, and then. Uh, Haley had been shuffled back a little bit. He was like in fifth or sixth. And so going into turn three, Chastain just wrecks his teammate. I mean, he just wrecks his teammate. See, I haven't seen like the deep And he wrecks, and Haley goes through and wins the race. See, I haven't seen like a much of the replay other than the overhead shot, which I couldn't see much. Did he drive in there and get into like the right rear and and turn him? left rear. Left rear? Yeah. 
He kind of, yeah. I mean, he he tried to get in a hole, and it was nowhere near being enough. So pretty of a hole much, he didn't in. lift or anything. No. And wow. So he got out of the car, made the comments of, you know, this probably isn't going to help me moving forward. But you know, I race to win. I don't race to finish in second. But you got to wonder. I mean, that colleague team, they come to win. Imagine yeah. if he'd taken himself out and Haley hadn't have been back there and he'd taken the other guy out. I mean, they would have, they had the top two spots locked up. Yeah. And they just tore up, they just tore up their Talladega cars. Cause if you think about it, Talladega this yeah, earlier this right. year, they dominated that. And, but I mean, they, you know, colleague walked away with Justin Haley getting the win, but you know, it could have been a one, two, three finish. And Easily. instead it's like, you know, crashed out. So, yeah, I mean, that just kind of goes with Chastain who is a very aggressive restrictor plate driver and gets in a lot of wrecks and restrictor yeah. plate races. But I can respect him saying, you know, he's not going to run second, no matter yeah, whether I mean, it's his teammate or not. He wants to go and win. I think that's anybody's mindset. You know, in the last lap, you're going to try and do everything you win. Maybe not wreck your teammate, but he tried to fill a hole that wasn't there and ended up crashing both of them. So, I don't know. If you're Matt Collig, are you really mad? I mean, you still got to win yeah, out of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's mad or not. I'm, I'm Probably not. I mean, there's not much. They dominated the race. They got fast cars, and they have – Two guys going for the win. Both of them crashed out, and they one of the other drivers still got a win. So yeah. I don't know how I don't know how mad you can be out of that. I mean, it was it's not like AJ's running for full time anyways. I get that's not an excuse to not win. Um, right. But he should be full time. Yeah, you know, yeah, he he very well should be. But yeah, anyways, I think he was nonetheless, after the race though. Um, so then we get to the playoff drama. We were watching from a hotel, and I mean, this was. I think this was one of the greatest playoff races ever. Uh, cutoff races, you mean? Yeah, do you think so? Yeah. Cutoff race? People are saying it's possibly the best race of the season. I think it, in the most recent years, probably since I've become a fan in recent memory, this has probably been the best cutoff race, which I was super skeptical of. I thought Daytona was going to be a gimmick. Right. I thought this was going to be trash, but this was a very good race. And, I mean, opinion. Junior was – I mean, he said it was one of the greatest – I mean, I mean it, ever seen. Yeah, yeah. It, exciting race. There all. was so much drama throughout the race too. It was so you fun had to those watch. Stages. Yeah. And there was actually a lot of race. There, this was not a right around the yeah, top. All the. I mean, they did that a couple times, but I mean, it quickly changed. I mean, and there was a lot of racing in this, and then you had, you know, you had Jimmy trying to come in and get in, and he pulled put together an unbelievable. You couldn't first ask for two much stages. better. Yeah, I mean, much you know, better. Finished first two like, top five both stages. Byron got a couple points in the first stage, but then didn't even finish in the top ten in the second stage. So Jimmy, you know, they he came into that last stage ahead of Byron by five positions on the track. And if you know, Jimmy was in position yeah. to. I mean, he did everything without winning a stage. That's about as good as you can ask for us for any like the moves he was making. I know he coming was, up three wide he and had stuff. A car like, that could. I mean, he was I, quick. I don't remember seeing a car that could do some of the stuff that he did since, like, Junior was there. I mean, he was bringing cars up the middle. Well, I haven't seen like, 48 what? be that fast. Yeah, Single I car. I mean, it, it looked like he could just run up on anybody. Exactly. Help or no help, could work with anybody. Uh, and and I sucks. said this, you, you know, you were asking me before the race, you know, how do you think it's going to go? And I said, I think the first two stages are going to, you know, not going to have any wrecks. And then it, all hell is going to break loose in the last stage. Yeah, and granted, all hell broke loose. And all hell broke loose. And the last, and but it was such a fun race to watch. It was a, it was a really, it was a really fun. And race I think this is what happens when you put cars on the, under the lights at Daytona, where the temperatures are a bit cooler. Yeah. And stuff, you can kind of slide around a bit more, even though Daytona is very narrow. I think the racing is always better in July. It was always better in July there than the 500. Right. So 
yeah, I was big fan of watching that race. It was really fun. And Kyle, well, Kyle could have easily won that race. I thought he was nine laps I away. Thought from he was going it. to win the race. He was nine laps away and a midget rookie uh, away from taking him out. So yeah, Tyler Reddick make, makes this bonsai move, and everybody's like, "Applaud Reddick! He's going for the win with eight laps to go. Right. He's going to lead all late, eight laps right there at Daytona with the with the pack three wide behind him." Yeah, I don't think so. So he goes way low to pass somebody, then slides right up and takes right the nose off the eighteen, the 18 and then. All hell broke loose. We got the 37 coming out of nowhere wide open, just wrecking all and hard. And this was the wreck. Was this the wreck that Jimmy got through, or was this, this the, the wreck, wreck that Jimmy and Byron trailed through together? So, and this by, really and the, Benedetto. So they yeah. all three got through this This is the wreck that really opened the floodgates for all hell breaking loose. Yeah. And it, granted, they didn't wait. and They waited until, like, 12 to go right. until they did that. And then um, you had Ryan Newman come out of the infield care center who just after he had returned. It, it's like that hit, like, like Newman's hit Saturday night. Knocked his ass back to yeah, Ryan Newman form. To, where, this sounded like a Tony Stewart was when he left. was dogging Tony Stewart yeah. in one of those interviews. I mean, he was. I mean, what did he say? He about, said. He said. Uh, he said. I. Yeah. Ran I, he out said, of talent and he some said other he, stuff. He ran out of talent. And I guess you can win a couple of Xfinity races oh, yeah. and still and still put your head where the sun don't shine oh, and yeah, stuff I mean, like he was raring he to was go. going like newman i guess thought he was gonna win that race. Yeah, newman has had no this was newman's uh, daytona 500 because he had no he has no memory of at anything of well the i think 500. i think hitting the wall on saturday knocked his yeah, memory back yeah, into newman him. is he, back he remembered who he was newman's gonna go on a tear now the last <laughs> 10 races yeah um yeah stupid move by by reddick yeah, took so, kyle out which i was pretty upset about but you know like i said kyle even with the bad luck the last month seems like they're building momentum I'm pretty confident for the playoffs. 2020, still 2020. It's still 2020. He had this awesome OJ oh, yeah, turn, yeah. out of which I don't even know how he did. I mean, he was going. I mean, it went pit road. I mean, he was putting on a show, which was funny because we were listening to Kyle Scanner off my phone, and at one point of the race, he was leading and everybody else pitted, and Adam was telling me he needed to drop back to save fuel, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that happened too." And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, he's like, is this how 2020 goes? I finally get a chance to lead the effing race, and I gotta give up the lead." I know. It's like you know, he was not happy about that, either, and they weren't happy with Denny Ham. We're not happy with Denny Hamlin at all. His spotter, uh, spotter Tony Hirschman and, and Adam were throwing shots at Denny because I guess Denny, Denny was making some questionable moves, not really helping any of the Toyotas. Kind of just doing his own thing, and you know whatever. I mean, he's got nothing to lose going for broke. But when you got guys like Eric and and Christopher running up there, and Kyle who's winless, I mean, you you know Denny helps out a little bit more. You know, pushes Eric to a win that knocks, you know, Jimmy or. Byron or or them out. So I mean, yeah. he, no manufacturer helped this this past Saturday, which I really like. There yeah, was no none of that, that crap. Yep. Uh, didn't Ch- have to Chase worry about. didn't seem to want to help anybody either. And I don't know. Chase just moseyed. I mean, he was just, Chase he was wasn't out helping anybody. He wasn't helping Jimmy. He wasn't helping anybody. No. And he just got up there and but he helped. He helped Byron at the end. He was like me. And he he just it. rides around at the restrictor plate tracks and then somehow moseys up into a but top. This five. was the fir- but I feel like this was the first restrictor plate race other than Talladega that he won yeah. last year. I feel like this is one of the first ones he's ever finished at Daytona. Yeah, that's true. I mean, has he ever finished a five hundred? No. I mean, so. Well, he technically crossed the finish line this year. Well, did he? No, he got wrecked on the last yeah. lap. <laughs> so, I don't know. And then, you, of course, you mentioned Priest hitting the wall head on. He's done that about oh. 20 or 30 times this year. He's, yeah, his I need days a wellness check on Ryan Priest. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Is, are they still attending to him at his car? Because I, they never really said anything else about he him. He hit a ton. <laughs> if anybody was going to hit hard in that wreck, man. He Joey hit. hit a ton, too. Joey Good. got bounced around, too. Yeah. And then, you know, what really ruined Jimmy Johnson, he was almost through that wreck. And then, like. Matt Kenseth comes up, <laughs> and then Matt Kenseth. Where wakes, the hell did Matt Kenseth come Matt from? Kenseth I told you, I said, up. 
I said, if I said to you at the beginning of this year, uh, the year, Matt Kenseth is going to ruin Jimmy Johnson's chances to make the playoffs, you would have thought, like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, and I mean, that's what happened. You get up there racing around the 42. anywhere, Anytime this year you race around the 42, and anytime you're around the 22 late in a race at a restrictor plate track, you're probably going to get wrecked or pushed into something you don't want to be in. And Yeah, Jimmy just – they went into turn one four wide. Byron, Hamlin, That was Bubba, a bold move. Well, and Logano. Bubba could have won that race. Yes, he very – I mean, he still because I saw it happening. I, I knew when Hamlin – and Logano made their little moves and got, you know, we're jockeying there. And Logano made his move. I knew Bubba had the run, and I said he's going to come up on the outside and he's going to make it three wide, and he's going to have the momentum to take the lead. And that's exactly what happened. But then Hamlin got into Logano and sent Logano into Bubba, sent and that Logano put Bubba, into Byron, Byron into Bubba, and then Byron went four wide for the lead. That was a bonsai move. That was Nuts. a really good move. Yeah, uh, a r- very risky move very, as well, especially when you're in the position that he's in. Right. I mean, he was going for it, and you know what? Did Kyle wreck again? I mean, is that Kyle was? was his he flight, was already his done. Flight was taken oh off well, he wrecked by, again. By the time he wrecked happened. again this race. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So Bubba was up there. I mean, he could have won. He ended up with a fifth, fifth place finish. I want to go back to Jimmy though. Heartbreak for Jimmy Johnson. He was so dejected in his interview. Well, I mean, how could he not? I know. I, I just I'm so upset. You know, I've never been a big Jimmy Johnson fan. You know, I was. I don't know that I hated him like I do some drivers. Um, I got tired of him winning and tired of him winning five championships in a row, no doubt about that. Yeah. But I feel so bad that he has been denied a proper final season. I mean, I just feel so bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like you. I never hated him. It was just always like, God, when's this guy going to lose? And then I think further – I think after his – I think after his – fifth championship I started to really kind of just respect his greatness and be like wow like I'm seeing something that possibly will never happen again right and stuff so I you know I always respect him but like we were talking about his the fall from grace man it has been immense but he's run so good the last month and you think it's just you you give him Charlotte's the second place at Charlotte back you give him I mean, he had, had to miss a race because of the yeah. coronavirus. You give him the COVID race back. Like, why is NASCAR not making an exception and putting him in the playoffs? They threw Jeff Gordon back I in know. the playoffs back in, in 2013 or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what could go wrong? And it's like Jimmy did everything right in that race. The wreck was not of his doing, and he just got... But I think that's something to be proud of. He, he left it all out there. He, he literally walked away saying that there was nothing more that he could possibly have done. And he's right there. Right. And like he said in his Instagram post, seven seven times as it is, and he's he's proud of that. And how can he not be? He's got ten more chances to get a trophy, though. So Yeah, exactly. You know, if him and Cliff can continue that momentum that they've had the last four races, mm-hmm. I, I could see him in victory lane. So you and, Bob, you and Byron – you know, y'all had your beef uh, had a couple beef. years ago, and, and you were really excited for him to win this race. Oh, man, I was like, yeah, you know, I get super excited and shaky when Kyle's winning. I got that for the first time this year. Uh-oh. I got that. Really? You didn't see me standing oh, up. I mean, and, like, yeah, I saw you. Yeah, you were bouncing. I was hype. Um, but, I mean, that, that says, like, uh-oh, that's not a – I mean, you're like, you're like a bigger – no, no, not, definitely no, not. But, no, but you were for Christopher Bell. Sounds like you're more for Byron than you were Bell. Yeah, I'm definitely more for more for Byron than I am Bell. Um, nothing against Bell, but I don't know. I just tend to gravitate towards Byron more, and I think him, which is amazing because you've got um, 
I mean, it's like a Hendrick organization and a Chevy that you're like really excited about versus being a diehard cow. But you know what? Timothy Martin needs a minute. <laughs> oh, Timothy man. Martin needs a minute to get how many, deal minute, with this. how many minutes does one of our good buddies need? <laughs> I need a minute. All right. <laughs> no, I'm always I'm always Kyle Bush until the day he retires, which I'm convinced may maybe never. Oh, I thought um, you were gonna say maybe now. No, maybe never. Um Team Toyota till I'm really Toyota through and through, but you know, when it's all said and done and Kyle hangs it up, I'm gonna need a driver. Um so like I've been telling you, I've been scouting out Byron and what about Larson if he's in the 48? He's going to be hard not to pull for. It's going to be hard not. I've always pulled for Larson, too. I've always liked Larson. There's just yeah, something I that I just liked. can't. I don't know what it is. And Larson doesn't have that many fans in general. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I've always felt like there's something about him that I don't know that just did, I didn't say feel please. right about. <laughs> say <laughs> please. Say please. I think he's changed from that. I, well, I mean, but, yeah, no, I do like him more now and and yeah. i started to like him more even before the whole thing happened earlier this year so yeah. i guess it's because they weren't kind of to me i think what rubbed me the wrong way is they talked him up so much and so much and so much and he was like the next jeb it, gordon it it and yeah. it, it didn't happen yeah and i think part of that could have been just because of the team that he was but with that it didn't happen are we overlooking that though because look at what look at what kyle larson has been able to do in the 42 car, win races, run top yeah, five. Yeah, and and look at what way. a stud Matt Kenseth has been yeah. able to do in the 42 car. Right. And look at what Carl Larson's doing in dirt. Like, it in seems like every time I get on Twitter, it's another highlight. So, you know, I think I think they talked him up properly, but they put unrealis- unrealistic expectations for the ride that he was in. You put him in a Hendrick ride from his rookie season on, or a Stuart Haas ride, Here's a question, and I'm in no way trying to, like, open up a can of worms here. But, and we don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but does Bubba Wallace need to give his blessing for NASCAR to reinstate Kyle Larson? That's a great question. Um, I don't know if he needs to give his blessing, but I think Bubba's putting his neck out and kind of lobbying for Larson, Larson would force the hand on NASCAR a little bit because it seems like, and to no knock on Bubba, no knock on anything, it seems like what Bubba has spoken about, what Bubba has advocated for, he's gotten in the last four months. Correct. So, you know, but that's the thing, too. It's like how much more advocating does the guy need to be reinstated? And NASCAR cannot let Kyle Larson slip through the cracks. That would be one of the dumbest all-time moves of NASCAR in NASCAR history. Would it be to take a guy who made a mistake, who, you know, we've all made mistakes. Granted, you know, he's on a much bigger scale under a much wider microscope than all of us but he's learned from that he's clearly become a better person and it's like just give him his if we were all if we were all like judged on one mistake we made and couldn't get our a job back i mean we'd all be screwed you know i think i think kyle larson needs to sit down with dale jr and do a one-on-one interview yeah that's what i think needs to happen and mike Tarico. Anybody who well, sits down so. with Mike Tirico, well, you're maybe so. You're right. Anybody who sits down with yep. old Tirico is, uh, yep, that's, that's a good interview. Yeah, so, <clears throat> um, if you're listening, Kyle, have your people set that up. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and come back, and we're gonna set our grid. We're gonna lay it all on the line. What we think is gonna happen, who we've eliminated in each of the rounds, and who we see the final four, and who we see as the 2020. NASCAR COVID Cup Series champion, okay? <laughs> COVID Cup Series. So we'll do that 
right after the break. Crash. Trouble. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. All right, welcome back to For the Lead. Don't forget, follow us on social media at For the Lead on Twitter and on Instagram at For the Lead. Uh, all right, so this is like, this is this is it. This is... We're, we're getting down to it, man. I mean, Final 10. I know, it's like crazy. It's weird. Like, it the really NASCAR doesn't, season's almost over. It doesn't feel like we're about to approach it. You know, usually... The playoffs hit, and we're like, man. I forgot to mention, too. We got a, you know, we have another road trip coming up. Possibly. I mean, so possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the Roval. Yeah, possibly. And, you know. Granite fans are allowed, hopefully. Right. I mean, so I'm obviously going to be on top of that. I mean, they are selling tickets right now. I just don't want to get into a situation where I have like Richmond. Richmond, where you buy tickets, and it's like, okay, sorry, well, we're not letting any fans in, and you can't get your money back. You're just going to get a credit. There's going to be seats available. Plenty of seats available. Oh, plenty. Uh, I'm just kind of waiting a little bit longer in the game uh, because it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I called, I'd call them every call, day I called I Richmond. They said, yeah, tickets are for sale. And then the next day they said, oh, well, not anymore. <laughs> you should call Charlotte and see, like, ask them about the Panthers Charlotte. because the yeah. Panthers announced today they're not having fans for I the opening game. Yeah. But granted, that's a month, a month separation. But All right. So you got your bracket set. I do have my bracket. Okay. First round elimination. You want me to go first, and then you you go first in the second round, and all that. Or so you give your first round elimination. I'll give my first round elimination, and then you give your first. You'll go first on the okay. second round. I'll go first on okay. the third round. You'll go first on the fourth round. All right. So I've got Matt De Benedetto out of the first round. I mean, you look at Matt. I mean, he comes in with no points. Um, I and mean, was he just lost left so many right. points. He. Yeah. I mean, he. You know, he did what he needed to do at Daytona, but, you know, he could have easily not made the playoffs. I mean, he was in position to not make he the playoffs. He was a hair away yeah. from getting so, into the So, I mean, I just don't see the – I don't see them being consistent, competitive enough at all with the crop of drivers that are in here. Right. So, I mean, you've got some powerhouse teams that are dominating the season, and, and you know, I don't think Matt DiBenedetto is even one of the 12 of them. No. So, I've got him out. I've got Austin Dillon out of round number one. I mean – you know, Dylan may have a good race here, a good race there. I don't see him putting together another win. I mean, or granted, three good ones. Yeah, or three good ones. And he's not somebody that has a ever been a very consistent driver, other than consistently running fifteenth mid pack. Um, and you know, he may have a good good run. I don't see him getting another win. I mean, he did. It wasn't a fluke win that he got this year, so I'll give him that. He led a lot. You know, the last I don't know how many laps, and he held on to the lead. So. It wasn't like a, a rain-shortened race or, or something like that, but I just – I mean, he just – I don't see it with RCR there. Clint Boyer out of round number one. I mean, you look at Boyer, he's not won a race in, what, more than two years? Shoot, and, I, I mean, he I mean, he's going to be somebody, I think, that is going to get some top ten finishes, but he's going to have some bad races, and he's just not going to have the points. Right. He doesn't have any wins uh, to go into the playoffs either. And then – uh, our rookie of the year this year, you know, by default, races in by default, which is like what you've got Cole Custer. So I don't see yeah. Cole Custer making it. I mean, Cole Custer's done nothing. That was a fluke win. They might as well not even show up. I mean, up. he's not done really anything. I mean, he's had a, a competitive run here or there, but yeah. it's been disappointing. Don't I think show up. I've been disappointed. I'll say this, and we really haven't talked about this because we kind of went on hiatus. I've been disappointed in this rookie class. Well, we went to jail, but yes. 
Uh, I remember we talked early on. We've got so much. This is going to be an unbelievable rookie class. Yeah, but we did talk early on, too, about this being an unbelievable season than COVID. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> But I, I do, I, yeah, I, w- I will agree with you there that the rookie class has been somewhat underwhelming. Yeah. All right. So uh, who do you got out of the first round? Um, I agree with you on Austin Dillon. I don't think they can put together three good races. Richmond is a good track for Dillon, but you know, one race and two bad races, you're out. Um, you know, they just, it's just not where it's at right now to advance. Uh, Cole Custer, obviously, I don't think they should even show up. Um, <laughs> There's sometimes Stay I home. yeah. There's sometimes I wonder with Cole Custer if he if that team and he even knows what state they're in when they're on the track. I'm never um, somebody that's gonna get on board with Cole Custer. Yeah, Matty D. I mean, we both Nobody, we I we mean, both hit on it. Uh, just hemorrhaging points left and right. Uh, struggling. I think he was he was slipping down the ladder and he he held on to the last grip to make it. And uh, I think this is my surprise, Kurt Busch. Oh boy. I have Kurt Busch out of the round sixteen. He's got Bristol in there, which is obviously a good track for him. But you know, Kurt is just—he's done nothing flashy this year. Well, he's, no, he hasn't. Done the year. I totally agree. He's with not that. done anything flashy. He's just kind of Ganassi's off. Ganassi is very much off, and I think you know, I think not having Larson there has hurt Kurt because he's not been able to lean on Larson yeah. a little bit, and they haven't been able to lean on each other. So I, I do I, have Kurt out. I mean, I think that Kurt can put together three. 10th place finish. I think he can put, yeah, but then at the same time, he got eliminated in the round of 16 last year because he blew a tire at Vegas and had one bad race, could not recover from it. So I could see that going the same way this year. And, you know, him and Matt McCall just not clicking, or he gets dumped like he did at Dover and has one bad race. I mean, one bad race can kill you. So uh, Kurt Busch out of the round of 16. All right, so let's move to the second round now. We're uh, down to 12. We got to eliminate four more. Who do you have out of the second round? Uh, Eric Amarola. Amarola out. See, yeah, I mean, he's run pretty consistent, whatever. But, you know, when playoffs come around, I, d- I don't see that team doing anything. I think I think when the playoffs come around, teams take a step up. And I don't think Eric's team takes a step up. I think they kind of just, you know, mosey how they've already always been. And I'd see them having a bad race in the second round and and getting eliminated um, or a couple bad races. So Amarola out at Boyer. Out in the second round, I think he, I think he, mo- I think yeah, he tipped. So you kept Boyer in. The first I think he round. tiptoes in through the first round because he's been pretty consistently good at Bristol. Um, Richmond's an okay track for him. We'll see how he does at so Darlington. He his arm, any? Yeah, one of his arms gonna be itching. Um, but I think Boyer kind of moses into the second round. But I think he he's falling hard. Um, this hurts William Byron. Oh. Damn. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, you don't think they're going to go on a consistent tear and be that'd be awesome. Off some top fives. It'd be awesome, but I they've been struggling uh, last few weeks. I mean, look at Dover one, horrible, going laps down and stuff. Dover two, they got it together. Doesn't he run good at Bristol? Didn't he get the pole there when we went? No, Hamlin got the pole there. No, last he started year. second. He started second, but um, so I, I do have Byron out. He doesn't he doesn't really run well at Richmond, Darlington. Not really run well there this year, and Bristol was yeah, is not yeah. a great. It's not a great. Yeah. Bristol was really not a great track for Byron, um, but those are in the first round. But I still see him squeaking through the first round. I think. I think he. I think he. I think the twenty four can outrun the three, the forty one, and the twenty one. Yeah, barring, in the first barring round. a big accident. Yeah, so. barring a big accident, and you know, I think this is my surprise of round of twelve. Alex Bowman, somebody who ran well really early in in the season. Now, but he's not done anything. He's just I mean, he ran fell. really well. Yeah, like like blazing, like holy, yes. like this guy might be a threat. But I thought he was going to win five or six races. Yeah, this year. he's just chase. him and Greg obviously just falling off. Mm-hmm. Um, I see him getting eliminated in the round of twelve. 
All What's right. yours? So I've got Bowman in the round of 12 going out. I've got Amarola going out in the round of 12. I got Kurt Busch going out in the round of 12. So pretty much agreed. We just flip Boyer in. And here's my surprise. I've got Kyle Busch going out in the round of 12. That's yeah, going to be a tough round. So you got you got Dega, you got Vegas, and you got Robel. Three tracks Kyle has sucked. Oh. So, you know, so I think the Bush brothers are out for yeah. me in the second round. So yeah. the third round for me, so now we're down to eight. And it, this is where it starts to get tough because, this, yeah. you know, you know I've got Byron being eliminated in the third round. So I've got Blaney being eliminated in the third round. Joey Logano eliminated in the third round. I think it's, you know. And then I've got Keselowski being eliminated in the third round. It's not far off from what I have. I have Kyle getting eliminated in round of eight. I think they've had pretty good momentum, just couldn't really put a complete race together. Is it hard for you to do that? Not really. No harder than it has been to watch watch the – 20 some odd races this year um i think their momentum kind of carries them through the first couple rounds but i think it i think it stops in round eight when the real players really start to show up uh logano out nah, they this is like a typical joey logano season but i don't see them i don't yeah. i think other guys have, have yeah, been so. consistently better yep uh, blaney same thing um him and todd gord man they're cannot get it right i mean they'll have like they'll have a stretch like they'll win the first stage and they'll be going laps down in the second and, and third stage so i got them out and keselowski i think keselowski is on the brink of making the final four but i think he gets beat out so what that tells me is we've got the exact same final four yeah we denny do hamlin denny hamlin kevin harvick kevin harvick chase elliott chase elliott and martin truex and martin truex who has been hot Martin Lately. Truex, who has been hot, so I mean, which I, is this is the final the final four is surprise. Some may say it's Elliot. It's Martin Truex. So you think Truex is going to win the title? No or no? What do you uh, say? It's Martin Truex win the championship. So you, okay, um, I think Chase is going to have you know Chase. I think Chase is going to make a big turnaround from last year's. It ran well, just had horrible luck. I think I think he's going to run very well at Bristol. He's going to potentially win that race. I think he's going to win the Roval hands down unless something happens. Yeah, Chase, Chase's uh, round of eight last year reminds me a lot of Kyle's season yeah, this year. I think Chase is finally going to win at Martinsville. And so I've got, you know, I've got Chase going in there, finally getting in the final four. He's been so close ever since Denny Hamlin wrecked him at Martinsville. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was potentially going to win that race and be in there in the 24 car. So you've got Denny Hamlin winning the Denny championship Hamlin, finally. I think it's his time. I think At it's, Phoenix. Yep. I think it's Hamlin. It's Hamlin time. Harvick is, Harvick and Hamlin have been the class of the field. And Harvick, some may argue, has been a little bit more consistent. But, I mean, when you look at the past Phoenix races, Harvick has been, you know, the king is what they like to label him of Phoenix. But ever since the new reconfiguration, has not won. It's been a Gibbs playground. And Denny Hamlin won there last year to propel him into the Final Four. And I, I think him and Gabe Hart are just some weeks. They just... Have it. I mean, obviously, I think Harvick and Hamler are final four lock. I don't think they'll have to worry about no, anything. No, of course. Yeah. Um, but I think I think I think Gabe Hart is going to bring something like crazy for. Um, I want to say Phoenix, but Homestead, or I mean, Phoenix, not Homestead. And I think Hamlin's going to win his first championship. I think I think he's just due. You know, at the beginning of the season, I said on the podcast, I made some bold predictions on the podcast, and I said that Kevin Harvick was going to have a horrible year. You said that Blaney was going to win the championship and just eliminated him. I said Kevin Harvick was going to be fired this year, retire, or have a horrible year, and I'm going to take Kevin Harvick to win the championship. And I'm only doing that because if I were to pick Chase, he'd have a horrible round and would win it. So I'm going with Harvick. That's why I didn't have Kyle in the final four. (laughs) I'm going with Harvick to win the title. 
Uh, you know, I think he's going to beat out Hamlin. I think, you know, I think it could potentially be certainly a one-two finish between those two. Hell, certainly I don't even. I could see scenarios where it, they're they're not. It's like Elliot and Truex battling it out for the championship, and Harvick and Hamlin are not. I guess the, that's possible too. Yeah, I mean, but Truex. Are we going to see now that they've changed the track? Are we going to see a race where the champion doesn't win the race? I mean, that's never happened before. Well, Kyle's pretty good format. at Phoenix. Yeah. So. so and yeah, you know he's and not you know he's not going to bring a dud. Right. So. You know, that would be interesting if, the you know, we've just not had that. It's, you know, they brought their best stuff, and they're always seem to be one, two, three, four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only time, really, we've had a chase final four driver wreck, correct me if I'm wrong, was Carl when Joey Logano wrecked Carl Edwards at Homestead. Yeah. And that's the only time a chase final four driver Speaking wrecked. of chase, I mean, Logano did win Phoenix earlier this year, but that was kind of like a moseying win. Chase Elliott had a really fast car that day. If you don't remember, he had the pit road incident. Yeah. And, no, you know, I think set Chase on, set on pole. Well, so. I mean, yeah, and he could have won. You look at that race that he um, he knocked Hamlin out. You know, yeah, that he could have won that where he cut Hamlin's tire down Matt for Kizzet payback. And then you look at that other year where he got in the wreck, I guess, with Kurt Busch that they got knocked out. I mean, he was running really well that race a couple years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Phoenix Phoenix is a, certainly a track he can win on. So, I mean, if if Chase does get to the final four, I will feel pretty good going into Phoenix. Yeah, because they, you know, that's a good track short track for them and they seem to do especially on the short tracks uh Hendrick's got their short track package figured out right and they seem to do very well just rolling off the truck yeah without any practice yeah which is what we're gonna have yeah um so and one thing we know for sure i believe is that you know based on this new qualifying setup they're gonna all start in the top four just depends on who's gonna be on the pole uh speaking which is kind of what they did last year they didn't have qualifying right Last year, and they just lined them up by points. And speaking of the pole, Chase Elliott, based on what happened at Talladega and fastest laps and whatever else, he will start on the pole for the race this weekend at Darlington. Daytona? Based on Daytona? Daytona, yeah, whatever happened at Daytona. So Chase Elliott going to be on the pole there. Uh, To wrap this up and wrap this podcast up, uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, a couple couple questions. Um, Darlington, what do you think is going to happen there? Ooh, man. This is going to be a hard one. Um... I think uh, I think Martin Truex wins Darlington. Teams had crazy good momentum. They put together really solid races. I think I think you yeah I think you're gonna have Harvick Hamlin obviously fast, but one of them could potentially it'd be so boring win. to pick them. I think I think Martin Truex kind of pushes the needle over the over the edge a little bit and uh, gets a gets a win. So three drivers that are not in the top sixteen right now. Who do you what? Of what three drivers do you think could potentially spoil the party and win a race before the season's out? Well, Eric Jones. I mean, he won right. Darlington last year. He's that. right outside there. Jimmy, obviously, we hit on. Absolutely. Crazy I really momentum. want to see Jimmy Jones. Me too. I want to see Jimmy win. I'll be like um, more excited than Chase winning a race, I feel like. And, you know, we still got Talladega on the schedule, so you can't count out Bubba Wallace either. And I also will say, I, I mean, I wouldn't count out Tyler Reddick, uh, you know, for a potential Talladega or something that like that. out either. <laughs> God, man, took it from us. We had it one. We had it one. <laughs> one. We had this one. But nah, at least he owned up to it. I'll give him that one. Yeah, he did a good interview afterwards. So yeah, he he did own up to it. So, yeah. oh, it's gonna be a crazy next ten weeks. Crazy next ten weeks. Crazy first round. If you look at the first round, Darlington, Richmond, Bristol to cap it off. Yeah, you and think three night they, races. Yeah, you think Daytona's crazy. Wait till they get to Bristol and you got drivers on the cutoff line. You got a last restart there. Yeah, doggy. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty wild. Yeah. So I mean, and, and we'll see how our our brackets turn brackets out. stand up. See, I mean, see who's gonna, gonna be a surprise. There's gonna be a big name out of the first round that we didn't have on there. Kyle Busch. That's <laughs> what I fear, man. 
I mean, you know, it's all the biggest for you, thing, but so, yeah, yeah, suck for me. Anything else before we wrap this thing up? Nah, that's it. Another great episode in the books. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Definitely a jam-packed episode. I expect a lot more of that for the next ten weeks with the races we have coming up. So, yeah. Anything? Anything from you? No, just say crash. Trouble. <laughs>